we read the gospel at prayer, Matthew 9, of the call of Matthew the tax collector, so literate, keeping books, as the first evangelist and as the apostle Matthew. Now, in modern critical scholarship, the gospel of Matthew was written after Mark, is based on Mark and on another source called Q, an early collection of sayings of Jesus abounding to about 200 verses. And these 200 verses are pretty much authentic Jesus material, teaching of Jesus, which nobody, well, very few people would deny or contest there that they go back to Jesus, except things which go back to John the Baptist. And what uh, Matthew the Evangelist, around 85, 95 AD, did was to fuse the 200 sayings of Q with the 660 verses of Mark to produce our longer gospel, 28 chapters in Greek, which we we call Matthew. So we're going to distinguish between Matthew the Apostle, and that's his story, and Matthew the Evangelist, So Matthew 1, Matthew 2, or Matthew and Mr. X, if you prefer. And Matthew the Evangelist wrote in Greek, but was very Jewish in his way of thinking, Jewish Christian, and in polemical dialogue with the rabbis, who were the heirs of the Pharisees. And he wrote somewhere, probably in South Syria, and uh, I propose Caesarea Maritima, but any place in South Syria that would be in easy contact with another site called Jamnia. So let's see, we're having Matthew 1, the Apostle, Matthew 2, the Evangelist. So one is around 46 AD. And I didn't say this to you, but I think that Matthew 1 is the author of Q, the 200 verses, the saying source, German Quella. And it was never published as a book because the rabbis were forbidden up until 200 AD to publish their legal developments, their legal teachings. They had to hold it all by memory. But the Talmud does say that they kept private notes. Students and even teachers had private notebooks that were not published for copyists and as a public book. And so... Q was just Matthew's notebook of the oral tradition teaching of Jesus. And then that gets fused both in Matthew 2, the Greek gospel, 28 chapters in Greek. And Luke does the same thing for the Gentiles in 24 chapters with a different twist, a different slant. And he cleans it up, de-Judaizes it somewhat for Gentile audience. And he's not very interested in fighting with the rabbis. He has it in there, but it's not a big emphasis in his gospel. Now, the harshest polemic of Matthew against the rabbis, is which he call, whom he calls the scribes and the Pharisees, is in Matthew 23. And these are the seven woes against the scribes and Pharisees. And uh, this is called. This is the ugliest chapter in the gospel, but it's a historian's paradise because it lets us into Matthew's workroom or kitchen, 
somebody's workroom is not always very pretty. There's sawdust on the floor, but you get a sense of what the person is really doing. And this is where his fighting against the Jewish synod or academy at Jamnia or Yavne, which uh, is about 30 kilometers away from Caesarea Maritima, where I think Matthew was written, or somewhere around there, where he could be in contact with, know what was going on on this side, and meet the competition, and beat the competition, and shape his gospel to meet the challenge of Jamnia, the rival synod of Jews in Jamnia. And of course, both are faced with the tremendous challenge that the temple has been destroyed in 70. We say it was done by the Romans. The Romans besieged Jerusalem, but the fire in the temple was actually started by the fanatic zealots that controlled the temple during the siege.